Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. I am loving this See Something, Do Something series. Uh, thank you for encouraging feedback to keep me motivated and to keep me doing that. And it looks like I am not the only person who is heartened by people doing good work in our world. So keep sending me those emails and letting me know how you're enjoying this series because I really appreciate it. Today, I'm with Julie Rosenthal. Julie is the founder of Food on the 15th. And this organization is really dear to my heart because it serves people in my community. It serves low-income seniors by providing food subsidies mid-month when our seniors typically run out of food and they run out of money to buy food. It's a wonderful grassroots effort that eliminates food insecurity for seniors here in Howard County. And I know that you may think, eh, Howard County, it's not like the whole world. Well, it's the world of the people who live here. So when we think about seeing something and doing something, we don't have to think globally. We can think right in our own neighborhood. What if we all took responsibility for a small number of people? That would add up to a really big number. So Julie saw a pressing need, and then she did something about it. Welcome, Julie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you here today. I love that you are right here in Howard County and the work that you're doing. Can you tell us first a little bit about you and your background, and then we'll move to Food on the 15th? Okay. My background is I have a degree in business from the University of Maryland College Park. But had I known what my passion was when I was 18 and going to school, I would have gotten a degree in social work. Really? Yes, because that is my passion, is helping other people. And um, I've, I've, I guess I've blended what I learned in business school and the marketing with um, helping people who are in need in my community. And it has been such a wonderful, heartwarming thing to do. Um, I've, I've had an interesting career. I started out working as a legal assistant in Washington, D.C. for major international law firms, which was a blast. And then um, I worked at a local university. But uh, the whole thing with Food on the 15th started when my children were in elementary school. And they really did not understand that people did not have food in their homes to eat. My daughter came downstairs one morning and complained we had nothing to eat. And there was a ton of food to eat. And I said, Jen, do you realize people on the other side of Howard County don't have food to eat? And she was like, what are you talking about? Why don't they look in the pantry? Why don't they look in the refrigerator? <laughs> and I said, sweetie, it's empty. And she goes, well, why doesn't the mother go to the ATM machine? Okay, and this is out of the words of a fourth grader, fourth mm -hmm. grader's mind. I'm like, do you think money comes out of a wall? And she says, yes. <laughs> and I was like horrified because I was working with low-income older adults who were telling me they were running out of money mid-month. And I would say to them, what are you eating after your Social Security check runs out? And they would say, well, whatever I find in the back of my refrigerator. And in my house, that could be a very frightening experience, okay? <laughs> Things get pushed back there. So I was thinking about my daughter and my son and how 
these kids think that everybody has food and they're not living in the real world. And here I am dealing with these low-income older adults right here in my community, Howard County, who don't have enough to eat. Some of them take their medicine every other day. Mm. Um, you know, it's just really something that should not be happening. And I thought, what can I do about this? You know, how can I enlighten these children and their families? And how can I get food to the people who are in need? And I've always had a special place in my heart for um, older adults, probably because my family stressed family. And um, my mother used to take me visiting every Saturday to visit the older adults in our mm -hmm. family. And that really had an impact on me because I loved them. Mm -hmm. They were just, they had so much knowledge and information and they were so sweet. And I just, I've always loved older adults. So when I saw this issue, I was sleepless some nights because I'm like, this is so horrible that people are hungry. And I went to the community action committee at the P PTA where my kids went to elementary school. And I said, I have this weird idea. What if we adopt a low-income older adult building in Howard County and we have the children collect healthy, non-perishable food that they will sort, bag, and deliver? And they said, that sounds like a wonderful idea. We had no idea what we were doing. We made it up as we went along. Um, we made mistakes, and that's okay. We backed up. We backtracked, and um, we found really good ways to do things. And what I have loved is seeing the kids' involvement because anybody of any age can volunteer. You can be a baby. And people say, what does a baby do? Well, a baby looks cute and makes people smile. <laughs> and to me, I want to put smiles on people's faces, mm -hmm. okay? I've been doing this for 17 years, and people say to me, you know, why are you still doing this? You're volunteering. You're not getting paid. It takes so much of your time. I get paid by the smiles and the thank yous and the hugs and people telling me things like, every month when you come and bring me food, it's just like Christmas. Mm -hmm. I mean, to give somebody that Christmas feeling 12 times a year, mm -hmm. that's huge. That is huge. And then people tell me, oh, if you didn't bring me food, I have no clue what I would be eating. Mm. You know, so that's why I do this. Um, I want to teach kids leadership skills. I want to teach children that no matter what age they are, they can make a positive difference in their community. I think that is so cool and so wonderful. Now, I want to ask you this. So you did this to inspire your children to care about their community. What kinds of service things are they doing now? Um, my daughter, during the pandemic, she um, works for Microsoft in Seattle. She did... Um, a food drive where people dropped off food to her house um, for the Seattle food, one of these Seattle food banks, okay? okay? And then she did an online um, comedy show where she charged people. This was at the beginning, and she came up with this idea. She charged people to come to this online uh, comedy show, and um, all of that money she also gave to a food bank so that they could you know, buy food for people in need in the Seattle area. I love that. I love that. It's. I believe that if you plant the seed, it will grow. Absolutely. And we have a responsibility to plant the seed in the next generation. Exactly. And I think when you plant the seed, like I grew up in a family that volunteered all the time. Mm -hmm. My mom did. She volunteered for everything. My dad always took care of animals. He volunteered at an animal sanctuary. 
Um, and I just grew up thinking that is what people do. And my parents also instilled in me that if I have the ability to help somebody in need, that it's my responsibility to do so. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a family like that. Volunteer service was... Yes, everything. At, yeah. And so I think that's why it comes so naturally to me now and so easily to me because it's a it's a part of life. Yeah, it is. And a lot of people, when they hear the word volunteer, they're like... <gasps> You know, they get scared. They think they're going to have to take on this huge responsibility. I break everything down into tiny little pieces. So you can volunteer for an hour, hour and a half, whenever Mm -hmm. you want to. We're a no-guilt organization. (laughs) Somehow, the universe creates more and more people who come to help. And I use social media Mm -hmm. when we um, are short-staffed of people because we are 100% volunteer. We operate on zero overhead. We don't have an office. We don't have a payroll. We have people in the community who volunteer to store food in their homes or at the schools or churches, synagogues, or mosques. Mm -hmm. So it's... It's really been heartwarming and absolutely wonderful, and it's something that makes me happy, makes me very happy. Mm -hmm. Because you know that you're doing something that has meaning. Yes, and I've always been somebody who wanted to change the world, but Mm -hmm. I don't have billions of dollars like Bill Gates does. Mm -hmm. But I've learned that you don't have to have money to change the world. Use your creativity, use your um, passion and your ideas and your time. And that's as important as donating money. So there's people who can donate and don't have the time, and there's people who have the time but don't have the financial resources to donate. But somehow it all comes together and works. Yes, it does. It does. And I'm glad that you brought that up because often people think, well, I can't do that much because I'm on such a limited budget. But you have time and you can give your time. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm really glad that you brought that up. Somebody says it's your time, your talent, and your treasure. Yes. Those are the three things that we yeah. have. And you can give from any of those buckets. That's, yeah, exactly. And you do um, change the world because you have changed the world of the seniors at Morningside and at Tiber. Yes. So that is that is world changing. You mentioned your family. You mentioned your experience working with the seniors. Were there other things that just compelled you to address food insecurity? Were there any other factors or any other things? I think I personally love food, okay? <laughs> and um, I share that love. <laughs> I, I wanted to do something that would really help people. And when you feed people, they I think they can feel the love coming from a stranger who drops off you know, a a bag of nutritionally balanced, non-perishable food each month. Mm -hmm. And it's always different volunteers. And I think we make people feel happy Mm -hmm. by doing that. And I wanted to give people food for another day, another week, until the Social Security check came. I just, I wanted people to know that even though I don't know them, I care about them. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay. So somebody calls you and says... I want to do something in my community. Um, I I want to impact my community. What do you say to them? I tell them that I would be happy to do a Zoom online 40-minute training to teach them how to do that. And that what I teach them is the nuts and bolts of what I did. But I want them to look at it as Play-Doh in their hand. The main thing is to collect food and to distribute it. And how they do that is up to them because what works for me does not work for everybody else, and that Mm -hmm. is fine. Um, And then I teach them how to do this, or I tell them, you can just do a food drive, you know, at a sporting event for your kids after school, 
at your faith-based institution. And I teach people how to multitask because if you're doing a play at a community theater, you're already doing a play. Ask everybody to bring a non-perishable food item. Mm -hmm. So now you're doing a play and you're doing a food drive where you just put out a box and you do the social media publicity and people bring food. So people get to see a play and other people get to have food because of the food that's been donated. And I would love to see every event in every community everywhere have a donation box for non-perishable food so that it could go to the people in need at the food bank or at a low-income older adult building. There's also a huge issue with food insecurity among children. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, And I'm there. This is my passion. People mm-hmm. call me all the time. I said, if, if, if you get started on this and you're stuck and you have questions, call me. I will help you and we'll figure out a solution. I love that. I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing with us this need that you saw and what compelled you to do this. I want to invite you to come back in the future and talk about the nuts and bolts of how you did that. I would love for you to be a guest on a future segment. You game for that? Absolutely. Wonderful. Thanks, Julie. Thank you, Joanne. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world. Thank you.